This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Welcome to the Property Investors Handbook with Colleen Sutherland. I'm Rob Verhoeven. I'm here today to step through a podcast about the value of a property manager. Colleen, how are you going? I'm well, thank you, Rob. We're having a little bit of fun in here today with the um, we're talking about a few different topics, but the top the topic of of the value of a property manager is really important. Tell us why it's important and how do you choose a property manager? What should you be looking for? I, I think the value of a property manager will either make you or break you. Yep. So choosing a good property manager and what to look for. However, that property manager is going to manage one of the biggest investments that you'll make in a lifetime and you need to make sure that it is done correctly. Yep. Um, and with with that, you, there are three different levels of, of property manager, of choosing a property manager, um, but how you choose that property manager is up to you, um, but you need to trust her and know that you can work with her. Yep. So you say there's three different levels of property managers. So I'm an investor. Mm-hmm. I've bought an investment property. I've just paid seven, $800,000, and I'm mm-hmm. entrusting this asset into a tenant's hands. Yes. How does a property manager make that easier for me. Okay, so there's three different levels. So you've got a basic property manager who will charge a basic fee um, and get the job done. Yep. There is a good property manager who has a bit more knowledge and skills, but still gets the job done on a relatively good level. But then there's an excellent property manager and that excellent property manager will come with skills, a set of skills and knowledge uh, and training that sets them above the other two levels. Um, and they're the ones that take your property uh, either to the next level or to be able to retain the equity in your property so that it retains its value. So we're talking about that third level of Mm -hmm. um, property manager. I'm guessing they're the ones that keep well up to date with all the legislation and all those things that would be constantly changing for the the landlord. It's been constantly changing over the last couple of years. Um, But yes, the training, not just on legislation, but personal professional development. And I think that's really important because they need to be able to handle themselves in, in a multiple different um, scenarios. Yep. So um, we go through uh, negotiation um, training. So how to negotiate, how to um, defuse a situation, and yep. stuff like that. So that comes with those excellent property managers who's had, you know, I'm going to say eight plus years of property management that will have set them in each different scenario, so they know how to mitigate loss. There's always the option though of self-managing a property? Yes, there is. Okay, I heard a big <laughs> sigh there and I'm, I'm guessing I know why, but what, what are the risks if you do decide to go down that self-managed? Well, if you're looking at managing it yourself, and, and I do get that there's a lot of investors who do it successfully themselves. Having said that, they need to have a basic set of knowledge um, of legislation, but you need to have the time to do it, and then you need to have the negotiation skills as well, and know what your rights and obligations are, but also the rights and obligations of the tenant. And when you mix them up, or if you get to a tribunal and the the um, adjudicator will say to you, "But you needed to do 
this, that and the other and you go, oh, I didn't know that, that doesn't cut doesn't, it. Yeah, no, no because when it. you're in tribunal, that's next level yep. um, and you need to be able to state why you've done something and follow correct procedure and that can you can come undone. Yeah, I guess it's why you take your car to get serviced by a mechanic rather than just doing the oil change yourself, isn't it? Yes, you correct. Know, you want to make sure that you've got it done correctly because yes. the, the alternative is it can be a very costly mistake. Yes, correct. And I just learned yesterday you can't put canola oil in your engine. Yeah, really? So. Well, that, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm just taking a note. Um, yeah, no on. canola oil. Um, yes, yeah, so it's it's – Having the right skills and um, knowledge that's going to get you out of any sticky situation, guide you through a tricky situation or um, give you recommendations to um, what to do to retain the equity in your property. So thinking about property managers and like I don't own investment property myself but I'm really interested in it and I'm guessing the people listening or watching this podcast are the same as me. What does a property manager actually do? They will collect the rent and they will fix the leaky taps, but what they do on a day-to-day is vital to a successful tenancy. So um, they will negotiate the tenant to move in. They will um, educate the tenant when they do move in. Then they will uh, collect the rent, but they also um, maintain the rent. So what to do when the rent falls in arrears, um, following all those pieces of – all those steps that we need to do. Um, One of the big things is maintenance and who to send where for what. So let's just say a hot water unit stops and I've I've got no hot water. So we need to know whether we send the electrician or the plumber. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, They will have no power. Do we send the electrician or do we do some troubleshooting first and say, have you just plugged in your fridge? Yep. You know, and we do some troubleshooting to prevent um, any cost and then if it's not, then we send the electrician out to, to fix things. So they've got to know, you know, they've got to be skipping through what is um, the right course of action to take. And I think too, one of the, you're talking about all those things and I think as a investor, having that separation between yourself and the tenant is probably a good thing as well, isn't it? Yes, because it takes the emotion out of it because the investor will look at it as in, oh my God, this is all my money here. And then the tenant will go, I live here and this needs to be fixed. Yep. So taking on a property manager will take the emotion out of that and negotiate with the landlord, the tenant and the tradie, and then we get things done. And get the correct outcome yes. for all parties. Yes. And at a at, at, uh, cost-effective price. Yep. How much of the time of a property manager is dealing with the landlord and how much is dealing with the tenant? In a situation where there is an issue, it's got to be 50-50. But mostly we deal with the tenant and keeping them on track because when the landlord gets their statement and their money at the end of the month, it comes to them easily and the landlord will go, hmm, that was easy. But don't see all the toing and froing in between you know, whether we're trying to get the tradie in, trying to get the valuer in, 
trying to get ourselves in, yep. you know, just things like that. So there's a lot of negotiation that goes around all of that. Everything that we're talking about now just comes back to that thing about getting the right property manager. Yes. And education is the most cost-effective eff- form of risk mitigation. So educating the landlord, educating the tenant, and we've already educated the tradies that work for us because it's a different set of uh, uh, regulations than if the plumber is just going over to fix my hot water at my house yep. or going over to the tenant and how much time we've got and there's just so much to it. And so the investor at the end of the month can get their statement, get their money and think, great, there's no stress in that. So the education piece is something that is a recurring thing through these podcasts that mm. if we are, if we maintain a level of education of the of the landlord and this yes. is something that Sutherland's property management is really really passionate about isn't it yes correct so we begin with the end in mind and that involves um, managing the risk for the landlord to mitigate any loss yep yeah and again take out that stress as well so we're mitigating yes. loss but we're also alleviating mm. a lot of stress yes so I'm an investor I've just bought that first investment property. How do I choose a property manager? What kind of questions should I be asking them? Okay. So if you're an investor and you're looking to buy an investment property, I would recommend that you do the research before you actually buy it so you know um, the different levels. Yep. Because I guess there's a big difference between going to a multinational real estate agent or coming to someone like Sutherland's Property Management who... Yes. Um, you know, a work out of one office. Yes. So with the big multinationals, and they're great. I'm, yep. I'm not um, – I don't – won't degrade them whatsoever, no, no, but they all. have a very different business model to someone who's small to medium business. Yep. So the, the multinationals will have a lot of properties. Yep. And I'm talking thousands. Oh, they really? can have thousands. So that can very easily get out of control yep. if it's not very well – extremely well managed. Yep. Um, and they have a different business model to what a small to medium will have. And the small to medium will have more of a personalised... Uh, yeah, relationship with it. Yes. Yeah. So you need to trust them. You need to feel confident when you're talking to them. Um, and, and by that, you go, how many, how many properties are under management? Yep. How long have you been in property management? What is your rent arrears procedure? So I've got a checklist um, that I'm happy to send out on on 10 questions to ask a property manager before you choose. Yep. So don't just choose on, I chose him because he's really cheap. That's the last thing you want really, isn't it? Pretty much, yes. Well, it's probably the first thing you actually, what you think of, but then when push comes to shove, you get what you pay for. Yes. And we've already talked about we've got an asset that could be worth millions of dollars. Yeah, so if you've got ha- uh, half a million dollars, just just for argument's sake, yep. it's half a million dollars. Um, you don't want to be putting it with the cheapest agent who you don't know what they do. Yep. Because they'll say that they do X, Y, Z, but they'll do X and every now and again do Y because they just don't have time. Yep. So we have a plethora of, of agents around that will do it between 3 and 5% and that's yep. super cheap. That is ridiculously so cheap. So just look at what you're getting for that 3 or 5%. Often it'll just be rent collection. They don't do rent arrears. They don't um, send out notices and that sort of thing. So they might just collect the rent. That doesn't sound like what you need. If you're very budget conscious, it might be. But then if you want them to fix the leaking taps, get a quote, 
cut that tree down, deal with the neighbours, they're all going to be added fees. Yep. Um, and having said that, you look at what you're going to be charged over a year and it, nine times out of ten it'll be more expensive. Yeah, of course it will be. And, I mean, I guess it's like insurance. You know, if you if you pay for a cheap insurance, you get a cheap cover. Yes, yes. You know, and, and that's the last thing we want is to, to jeopardise the – value of our properties through yes through a cheap um, property manager who's not going to look after it um i'm not sure about not looking after it i would be saying can't look after it so they've okay. either got 250 properties plus under their management so yep. they are just flying by the seat of their pants or they only do this yep and then then if you want me to do Th- that th- and that It'll be, be more. Extra, yeah. yeah. So just be mindful. If you think that you're getting a cheap fee, look at what they're going to charge you and what they're going to do for that money and then um, make an assessment from there. Okay. Yeah. So Sutherland's Property Management, we go to them because they do educate us. Yes. You will, you will go through step-by-step step with the landlord. You will find the best tenants. You'll look after their property for them. Yes. And do that all having a personal touch of a small to medium business. Yes, and you get to speak to the property managers. So if you choose a uh, small to medium independent business, and because that's who I am, that's who I would encourage you to go to. Um, And they will offer you a more tailored service. So we've got different sorts of landlords. We've got professional landlords that are extremely busy and just want to know what the is at the end of every month if I've got time to look, um, but they don't want as much contact. So they are your eyes and ears of the property and they will, um, they rely on you yep. 110%, yep. which is great. You've got your mum and dad investors who um, are, are high touch and and we say high touch because they don't, you know, didn't understand that bit or I'm worried about that much or, or something like that. So you're getting a more personalised service. And then you've got the accidental um, who need to move out of their house because they've got a job. Let's just say they've got a job transfer, but I love my house. And totally understand that. But it goes from being your home to being a little business and we'll let you know how to run that little business and what to expect, what your obligations are. So to put this in a nutshell for everybody, I mean, it's very important that you get the right property manager that you're comfortable with. Yes. Make sure that you trust the property manager you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I can personally say that um, if we were to speak to Colleen, that um, you would form an instant bond with them. So that brings us to the end of this podcast about the value of a property manager. And it's been really good to get the insights from from yourself, Colleen. Now, Sutherland's Property Management is a small to medium um, business that um, looks after and gives that personal touch. And that's the one thing that I, I've gotten from this is that you've got to find someone that you trust. And I know from our interactions that you're just a very personable person that will help people through this um, process. So how do people get to Sutherland's Property Management website or however? If, if you Google Sutherland's Property Management, my website will come up up the top. It's spmg.com. Dot au and there's lots of information on there. Now we manage properties from where? Predominantly the Gold Coast yep. up uh, and the corridor up to Brisbane and then over the border to 
Casuarina. We've got two state licences, so Queensland and New South Wales. It sounds like a pretty um, big area that you can find something for everyone. We can. So this has been brought to us by Sutherland's Property Management today and we look forward to talking again on another podcast soon. Sounds good. Thank you.